Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the privilege we have to come to your house, to sit at your feet, to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you once again. We welcome you. You are our teacher. You are our advocate. We ask that you teach us, lead us, guide us into this light. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Wonderful. Well, we are continuing on our series of messages on church growth. And today, we want to talk about church growth, and we are sharing from one of our prophets' book, Church Growth, It Is Possible. And we are sharing from section 3, chapter 7, and my message is the art of welding a rock and a staff. The art of welding a rod and a staff. Amen. The art of utilizing or engaging a rod and a staff. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And that's one. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Then it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. It says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Amen. We are talking about the equipment of a shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. The tools of a shepherd, the rod and the staff. Amen. Amen. Now, without the ability to use your equipment, you cannot achieve much in church growth. Without the ability to weld your equipment, you cannot achieve much. So a shepherd must use his rod and his staff. Amen. Amen. 
the shepherd must use his rod and his staff. Now, the equipment of a good shepherd is his rod and his staff. If you see a shepherd, you will see the shepherd carrying his staff and the rod. Amen. Amen. You will not know the strength of a shepherd until you see him having a need to use the rod. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, every profession has its own tools. You know, soldiers have the tools of guns that they use to kill people. That is their profession. And destroy. They use bombs and all kinds of things. Doctors have a special tool they call the stethoscope. It's one of the tools that they use hallelujah for their work. And a shepherd also has his own tools. Or a pastor has his own tools. And they are his rod and his staff. Amen. Amen. Now we want to look at how to use your rod and your staff. You know, and the scripture that we just read in Psalm 23, David identifies these great tools of a shepherd. Amen. He comes to this conclusion from verse 1 that he identifies that he has a shepherd. And as long as he has a shepherd, he will not have any need. Hallelujah. He will not have a want. Now, to have a want means there is something that you need that you cannot have. When you have a want, it means that there is a need that you cannot meet. Hallelujah. When you have that thing, it's not a want anymore. Are you listening? As you are all sitting here, you don't have a want for air to breathe. Many of you don't have a want for water because you are not living in a desert. But if you happen to live in a dry place, you have a want for water. Are you listening? When the people of Israel, when God was leading them, they came to a place where there was a want for water. They came to a place where there was a want for food. David is saying, I have identified a shepherd. I have a shepherd. So for that reason, I have no wants. It means whatever he wants, he gets because he has a shepherd. And then he goes down, continue. He goes down to talk about what the shepherd does in his life. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Now David is breaking down why he has no wants. He's identified what the shepherd is able to do in his life. Are you listening? The shepherd is able to make him lie down. It means that the sheep can walk through green pastures and he will not lie down. It means there can be green pastures all around you but you need a shepherd to make you lie down in it. You need someone to point it out to you that this is a great pasture. Are you listening? It means the shepherd does, the 
to identify green pastures, but the sheep does not have that ability. He says, He leaded me beside the still waters. Are you listening? It means that as a sheep, you can walk in places where there's no peace. But you can be deceived to think there's peace. Because if you know there is still waters, you will just decide to walk there. But the sheep identifies that I need a shepherd to lead me beside the still waters. Keep going. He says, He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. The shepherd does this. He refreshes the sheep. He restores the sheep. So David has no need. There's no want. Continue. And then he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I have no fear. No matter where I walk, I have no fear. No matter what is around me, I have no fear. There may be people who say they are living in economic difficulty, but as long as I have a shepherd, I have no fear. Is somebody listening? He says, I can walk through the shadow of death. I have no fear. When I sit in my car, they say they drive on this highway and it's a very dangerous highway. But when I sit in that car and I'm driving on that highway, I have no fear because there is a shepherd that is with me. Rule them with a rod of iron. 
with a rod of iron. So the shepherd learns to wield the rod and the staff as tools for ruling. He uses it to rule. Amen. Now the traditional perception of the pastor, what we have perceived to be the characteristic of a pastor, how a pastor ought to behave in many people's eyes is someone who is soft, someone who is kind-hearted, someone who is compassionate. Isn't that so? Someone who is poorly paid. A true shepherd 
will lead you. Every church needs strong voice that is confident and bold in the Lord. The sheep are looking for someone with direction. Someone who knows where he's going. A pastor must lead the people spiritually and in other areas such as their family life and their social life. And the sheep must allow the shepherd to lead him spiritually in his social life and his spiritual life. A sheep that shields his social life from the pastor or from the shepherd is not the sheep that is being led. Amen. Amen. So whenever the church does not have a strong, capable leader, something goes wrong. Amen. Amen. The sheep must learn to receive from the authority of the shepherd. And the shepherd must speak with authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we are not talking about the shepherd must dominate the life of the sheep. We are not talking about the shepherd must force himself on the sheep, but leads, leads. You see, when God is leading you, he leads you. He leads you. And you follow. Are you listening? Yeah. Whenever you are in a situation and you, are, you feel that you have, you have an edge to want to go, you can stop and you can go. You can continue. It is God you do. It is God you do. You have the freedom to make a decision. He's leading you. And when someone is leading you, the person takes a step. And then you take a step to follow. Whenever you are in a situation and you feel you are being pushed and you are being forced, and you feel you don't want to go, but you are going. Satan is leading you. Whenever you are in a situation, you don't want to drink this thing, but you feel compelled. You feel, I, I have an edge. I, if I don't drink it, I start shaking. You feel compelled to drink it. You feel compelled to smoke it. Satan is pushing you. Satan does not lead. He pushes you. He drives you. He forces you. You feel compelled. Anything that you have an addiction, anything that you can't stop, even food that you can't stop eating, it is Satan that is leading you. You say, me, I can't control myself on this. Anything you have no control over, that is leading you is not of God. The spirit that is leading you is not of God. The shepherd leads. Are you listening? The shepherd leads. Amen. The shepherd ought to make decisions when things are going wrong. Any place, any institution where things are going wrong and the leader does not correct it, it collapses. Countries where they are poor, the leaders are not good leaders. Everything depends on the leader. Where they will find in one office 20 secretaries.
one computer. But they are 20 secretaries. And no one does anything about them. They all go to work. And they sit there and they paint their nails and they chat and they go for lunch and they come back and they punch out and they go home and they come again. 20 of them. One computer. And no one does anything about that. It's never going to do that. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Number two, the rod and the staff are used for a way-making ministry. The rod and the staff are used for a way-making ministry. Hallelujah. Exodus 14 and verse 15, reading to 16. Exodus 14, 15 to 16. He says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore, Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. This is the word of God for Moses to the children of Israel that at this stage you need to go forward. You need to go forward. I'm talking about the shepherd's rod to wear it to make way for the sheep. He says, tell them to go forward. Verse 16, he says, but lift thou up thy rod. Lift thou up thy rod. After you have preached to them, after you have ministered the word of God to them, there is a place where you have to make way for them. He says, lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. Make way for them. Make way for them. Are you listening? He says, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea if you do that. So the shepherd's role to wield the rod and the staff is to make way for the sheep. To make way for the sheep. That is the shepherd's role. Pastors ought to make way for the sheep. Now, when you are a sheep and you are standing by the Red Sea, when the people of Israel were standing by the Red Sea, they had no idea where how they were going to cross. It seems there's no way. When you are a sheep by yourself, there may be way a dry land in the Red Sea, as you can see. There may be a dry land in the Red Sea, but you can see. You need a shepherd to make way for you. You need a shepherd to part you. The Bible says, but lift that. After the preaching, you come to church. Many people come to church. Many people listen to the preaching, but they have not chosen a shepherd who has a rod and a staff that comforts them. And so there's no way making for them. He says, after they have heard the word, after you have given them my word, now make way, lift up the rocks, and stretch out thy hands over the sea, and divide it, and let them walk through. Hallelujah. And they will see that there is dry ground. They will walk on dry ground. He says, and the children of 
shepherd must make way for them and identify. Are you listening? I want you to listen very carefully. Because as you are standing there, it looks like it's a red sea. It looks like it's too dangerous to cross. But when the pastor stretches for the rock to make way, have the boldness to walk in, having the confidence that the one that is leading me, he has a staff, he has a rock. I am entering in and I have no fear. Yeah. <laughs> 
one of the shepherds and we traveled all the way some far away place to Brooklyn to visit the sheep. You see, when you visit the sheep like that, it makes the sheep very close. It says, if you have come this far, I can come. The shepherd ought to make way for the sheep. Are you listening? The shepherd ought to make way for the sheep. Sometimes you want to take a certain course. You need a career. And everyone is doing this. Everyone is taking this. But the shepherd with the rod, he says, you take this course. You do this course. You go about it this way. You take this class. You take this. And if you will have honor and respect, then he said, I have a shepherd and I have no lack. I have no wants because he has a rod and he has a staff that comforts me. And I respect that. If you will respect the rod and the staff of the shepherd, you will always be led into a green pasture. You will always lie down in a place of green pasture. You always walk beside waters of still water. If you want to come to that place to say, I have no one, then you have to have value for the rod and the staff. Amen. Amen. You don't like my message. So yes, I mean, there are many times that people have come to church and they have no jobs, they have no career, they have no experience, no skill, and we, as shepherd, you say, do this, you do this and this and that. And they are prospering. They are doing well. You see, one thing that you have to understand is that the shepherd is not on his own. Are you listening? The shepherd is not on his own. The shepherd is doing the work of God. That is why he's called a man of God. Are you listening? So sometimes you may say, oh, but what does he know? What does he know? We have been in this country for so many years. We have lived here more than, I mean, when was he born? We were, we were even, even before he was born. You see? But if you have value for the rock and the star, it is God who is guiding. So he says, take this course, take this course, take this class, do this. And it sounds like it's not the one or the thing to do. But if you do it, the Bible says, God, he confirms, he confirms the word of his messenger. He confirms it. God said to Aaron, he says, this is how you should bless the people. Just say this to them. You speak to them like this, and I, I the Lord, I will bless them. According to the word that you speak. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So if you have respect and you have honor for the rod and the staff, it will bring you to a place.
The rod and the staff are used for taking territories in ministry. They are used for taking territory in ministry. So the pastor wears the rod and the staff as tools for taking territories. Amen. Amen. A pastor with a burning vision for a mega church will always want to make more territories for Christ. Hallelujah. And you can take more territory for God through prayer and fasting. So sometimes the shepherd will lead the sheep through a moment of fasting and prayer. And the sheep must have honor and respect for the rod and for the staff and follow that we are taking territories for Christ and we are coming along. A sheep that comes to a place of having no ones follows the sheep, follows the shepherd, wherever the shepherd is leading, follows and follows with confidence, knowing that you are going to make me lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. Says Exodus 17 and verse 9 and 11. It says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he laid down his hand, Amalek prevailed. I believe you remember that story. So the shepherd ought to prevail and travail in prayer. And the sheep are in the field fighting. Victory is not coming just to the pastor. Victory is not coming just to the sheep, just to the shepherd. It is coming to the sheep. As the pastor is travailing and the shepherd ought to travail in prayers. The sheep ought to have honor and respect for the rod. And the shepherd lifts his arm. The Bible says, as long as the shepherd remains in travailing prayers, they were winning. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to support your pastor. You need to hold your pastor's hand. You need, the Bible says that Moses' hands were tired. His hands were tired. By the sheep, they came, one on the left, one on the right, keeping their hands up. There are some people, when even there is a prayer topic, and they say, let's pray for our shepherd, let's pray for our pastor. Say, oh, how many times do we have to pray? But as long as you pray for your pastor and keep his hands up, and continue to keep his hands up, to keep the rods up, praying and traveling, you get victory. You receive victory. You walk in victory. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. When you hold your pastor's hand, there are many people who don't care about their pastors. They think the pastor is someone that should be weak, poorly paid, dormant, that is work upon, available at all times, and never complains. But the shepherd is one who travails in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Moses travailed in prayer. Amen. Amen. People take new territories 
And people who take new territories are people who pray and fast. Hallelujah. And I really believe in prayer and fasting. I say we are a church that believes in prayer and fasting. Amen. So anyone who calls himself a pastor must learn to fight with prayer in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. We must learn to fight in the realm of the spirit. If you want to have a big church, we must fight in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. And you must come along. As the shepherd lifts up the rock, you must come along. Say amen. amen. Tell your neighbor, you must come along. Must come Say, you must come along. Must come amen. Come Wonderful. And finally, let me give you just one last one, and then we can bring it to an end. The rock and the staff are used in correcting people. The rock and the staff are used in correcting people. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. Let's read from verse 20. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. It says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with the rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? Maybe let's go back a little further. Maybe from verse 18, I believe. Verse 18. Okay. Now do have the New Living Translation. Let's look at the New Living Translation. It says, Some of you have become arrogant. Thinking I will not visit you. This is the shepherd that is speaking. He says, some of you have become arrogant, thinking I will not visit you again. But I will come, and soon, if the Lord lets me, and then I will find out whether these arrogant people just give pretentious speeches, or whether they really have lost power. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Hallelujah. So there are some that are arrogant, there are some that are rude, there are some that are wrong, and the shepherd ought to correct them. And you have to have respect for that correction. You have to have respect for the rock. Are you listening? If you want to be in a place of no one, you have to have respect for that rock. Amen. The shepherd must have the boldness to correct. I remember there was a time that someone was misbehaving in the church, saying all kinds of things. Because the shepherd sometimes you have to correct publicly. Do you understand? You have to correct the person publicly. So I called the person amongst others and I said, This is what you are doing. This is what you are doing. I'm not going to hide it. And you have to stop. You have to stop. Are you listening? It has to end now. There are certain things that you are sacrificing for to get this work done, and you cannot destroy it by your selfish needs and your all kinds of things. You have to stop it now. Are you listening? One time Paul was writing to the church and he says, I hear that, I hear in the house of Chloe, 
that amongst you the fornication, all kinds of sins. So if your pastor comes and tells you, you are not fornicating, you do a thief, you are a liar, embrace the rod, embrace the rod, and change your ways. And the pastor ought to be able to say it with no fear. Amen. Bishop talks about the example here. He says, many years ago, I went for a ride on a horse. And he was riding on a, a, the, the horse called Black Beauty. This was in a place called Bell Camp, a military riding school in the city of Accra. He says, I was a new rider, and the horse soon realized that I was a novice. Our instructor was taking us on a ride through various fields in the countryside. When we got to the boundary of the riding school, the horse didn't feel like going out. So the horse stopped at the gate. And he was a new beginner riding. So he says what he has, had been taught was take a whip. He took a whip and hit the horse several times. And the horse began to kick and to jump, trying to hurt him. He said, soon I knew that I was, he said, soon it knew, the horse knew that I was afraid. Some of the more experienced riders in the group came alongside and encouraged me to control my horse and bring it out into the field. Now, would you believe that the horse calmly turned around and took him back to the stable? It's not going because he realized that you are novice. You can correct me. The sheep take the pastors for a ride when they are not corrected. Are you listening? And when it's not corrected, you see that express among the the fold. That is why when Queen Vashti was misbehaving. The princess came together and said, this behavior is unacceptable. If we don't do something seriously about this, all the women will start behaving like this. So he said now, after he has been trained and learned how to discipline the hawks, after several weeks, he sat on this same horse and he could take this horse anywhere he wanted. Amen. Amen. So we need a strength as pastors to drive out. You know, one time in a church, there was someone when people will rise up to come to the front to give offerings or to pay their tithe or to do things. This young man will go around and steal him. He was stealing in the church. So one day, the assistant pastor, it was reported, and they spied and they found out that he was the one stealing. So the assistant pastor called him, called him to the stage. And he says, you, you are a thief. You are a thief. 
And if you don't stop that, this is your end. You will not come here anymore. And that was his end. He left. He says when he announced it, the whole congregation was quiet. They were surprised to hear an announcement like that from the pastor. They were quiet for a moment. And then they started clapping. Everyone was happy because people were being affected. And it needed a strong leader to identify the thief and drive the thief out. Are you listening? One time the pastor, another church, the pastor was preaching. And as he was preaching, there were two young girls, like these two young girls sitting like that. And they are constantly giggling and laughing. Giggling and laughing. Her name is Ruby. So the pastor looked at her and said, Ruby, walk out. Like that. And everyone was surprised. The pastor ought to have the rod and the staff to discipline. And the sheep must have the respect. You see, because that Ruby behavior was affecting the sheep that were around. Are you listening? The Ruby behavior, so now it's called RWO. Ruby, workout treatment. It's an RWO treatment. Ruby, workout treatment. Shepherds ought to have the strength and the ability to discipline the sheep. And the sheep that comes to a place of having no ones is the sheep that has respect for the rod and the staff. So we want to bring the message to a pause and we will continue next time we meet. Why don't you rise to your feet as we bring the message to your hands? Father, we are grateful, we are thankful, we thank you, Lord, for your word your direction, your light. Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading and for guiding us. We pray, Lord, as your word has gone forth, according to your promise, it shall not return to you for it. But in each life that is represented here, each person that is here, let it accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ as my shepherd. I want him to lead me. I want him to bring me to the place where he wants me to be. I want to follow Jesus. If that is your prayer, perhaps you have been in church before. Perhaps you have gone to church many times. But you are not born again. The Bible says, except a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. If you are here and you are not born again, you are not giving your life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? 
anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Savior? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I receive you as a son of God who died for my sins. This afternoon, I repent of my sins. I come to you as my Lord, as my Master, and as my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, be my Lord, be my Master. Believe me, I yield to you. Walk me where you want me to be. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.